Hi, this is Andrew, and this is Keynote, the daily now.tv chat show with some of the world's leading thinkers and writers. Hello, everybody. It is Thursday, August the 10th, 2023, with all the exuberance about um, AI these days. We've forgotten about crypto and the great crypto scams of the last few years, particularly uh, since uh, Sam Bankman-Fried seems to have slipped out of the headlines. But over the years, we've done lots of shows on crypto, both the crypto crash with the Wired writer Gian uh, Volpicelli, who, who has an excellent book, Cryptocurrency, an Overall Guide, and then to the various scams. We did one with my old friend, my London-based friend, Jamie Bartlett from Walthamstow in North East London on the greatest crypto scam of all. Uh, he wrote a book about it uh, entitled The Missing Crypto Queen, and it's about this uh, I don't know what you call him, legendary, probably more appropriately, no notorious Bulgarian international criminal, Ruha Ignatova, who scammed many people out of millions, perhaps billions of dollars. What we haven't done is examine these crypto scams, these crypto crimes from the point of view of the victims. My guest today... Um, Jennifer McAdam is one of those victims, and she has a new book out today, Devil's Coin, My Battle to Take Down the Notorious OneCoin Crypto Queen. And she is joining us from uh, an undisclosed uh, location in Glasgow, Scotland. Jennifer, welcome. Congratulations on the new book. It's out in the UK and the US. It's been acclaimed already by the press. It got a starred review, a very strong review on Publishers Weekly. Kirkus loved it too. In brief, tell me your story. It's a very personal story, a very sad one. Mm. Yeah. In 2015, Andrew, my father passed away and he left inheritance for the family. And um, I wanted to keep that and put it somewhere for my family. How, how much, Jennifer? It was 15,000. 15,000 UK pounds, about $25,000. Yeah. yeah. And um, I also suffer from, from an illness called chronic fatigue syndrome. So um, I didn't want to in any way, you know, dip into that money. So I wanted to put it in a safe place. And it was my friend who approached me and said, Jen, she, someone had contacted her. She says, I think this would be a good place for your dad. Have you heard of Bitcoin? I said, I have uh, previously with my IT clients, a way back early on in the days of Bitcoin's early adoptive, adoptive stage. Did you, uh, then, I mean, Jen, I don't want to sound patronising here, but did you understand it? I mean, I certainly don't really no, understand no. it, and I'm in the business. Yeah. yeah, and I'm glad you asked that question. It's an important question. Um, no, I didn't. I'd heard about it previously a wee back, about 2010 from IT clients, but that's all I heard a digital currency, Bitcoin, you know, that's as far as it went. That's all the knowledge I had. Of course, when I, my friend was approached and then I, I was invited on to one, one of their many webinars they held daily, night through the night time, globally, I joined one. And, and here, that's where you hear about Bitcoin and they explain Bitcoin more to you. 
um, and it was you've missed the early adoptive stage of Bitcoin. So when when you come on to these webinars, is it's Ruja and OneCoin put a lot of money behind their marketing, and um, to me it, it just I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what blockchain technology was. I just no, I didn't. But what? So I, I know again, this is an easy question, Jen, for me to ask. If you didn't understand it, mm. why would you risk all your father's money exactly on investing in it? Yeah, well, when I was on this webinar, Rujan one coin, they take you through um, Bitcoin history. And I had checked in Bitcoin the value of Bitcoin and I just took it to be legitimate. And also in the webinar, seen her in front of, uh, she stood and gave a speech at the Economist Summit, the EU Economist Summit, in front of all these banking dignitaries. She was in Forbes magazine and her credentials was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, and um, she claimed I, to have attended Oxford University, although yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah. the university has any record that she actually went. Yeah, she has a PhD. Yeah, she has all that. Jamie Bartlett checked that out. She actually has all that in place. Um, so to me, it was from a businesswoman previously before I took her, I looked upon and I just thought, what an amazing woman to do this and, and for me it was a box standing giving a speech in front of the eu economic summit forum that that really for me ticked the box i never once thought personally i never thought i could be i would be ever scammed and i certainly didn't think this was a scam so um, let, let's let's distinguish though between bitcoin which um is questionable but is not a criminal operation certainly mm. Uh, to my knowledge, at least, and what uh, Ruja Ignatova was doing with mm. her one coin, mm. which was basically just a, a sophisticated international fraud, international theft. It's, yeah. It doesn't reflect on Bitcoin. Is that fair? Yes, that's fair. It's it's nothing like Bitcoin. Uh, you know, it's it, Bitcoin and those other various cryptocurrencies are legitimate. They have a blockchain which creates digital currency. OneCoin didn't even have that. What OneCoin had was a SQL server, which is uh, accounting software, really. So you can manipulate that. You know, you can, you can, for instance, Ruja put in a value into a SQL server that she pretended was a blockchain. So she could do that. With Bitcoin, you can't do that. You can't manipulate it. Why... Um... I mean, there are a lot of sophisticated people out there, particularly on the crypto front. Why didn't the blockchain, uh, sorry, the, the Bitcoin community uh, flag uh, Ignatova earlier? What, what, how did she get away with it for so long? I don't know. I think what Jamie said was quite valuable is that it just seemed to slip through the cracks between the technology side and even the authoritative side. And nobody, it just fell through the cracks. And I think people that I've spoke to in the technology Bitcoin industry, they said, you know, we just didn't hear about it, really. And um, I spent years with people working uh, who work in the technology sector, especially blockchain, trying to raise awareness. But with the, the, block, the technology media and also the ordinary media, we just it just fell through the cracks, um, and and despite you know trying to shout from the roof, rooftops, this is 
this is a fraud, this is a scam. Um, it just wasn't picked up. It wasn't really picked up until um, the BBC came along about, and Jamie for the Missing Crypto Queen podcast. That's really, that was the first, I would say, um, large platform media that picked Right, and Jamie, um, when Jamie was on the show, he talked right. about going to villages in Africa mm-hmm. uh, where people greeted him thinking that he was coming to bring them the money oh. from the, uh, mm-hmm. the Ignatova, the, yeah. uh, the one coin scam. But of course, he wasn't. It seems as if she particularly preyed on people who didn't have a particularly sophisticated understanding of, of technology or cryptocurrency. Yeah, she did. And, um, you know, she targeted the unbanked, the underbanked. She targeted the vulnerable, the poor, and they became poorer. I remember, Andrew, um, I was actually in a, a relapse and I was I was bed bound um, this particular time. And our brother, Konstantin Ignatov, went into Uganda and it was a live stream from the minute they got him from the airport until his destination. And it was like a, a USA president arriving with all the black cabs and the sirens and them, you know, and they, they, got a, they had a, a greeting of one coin Ugandan investors with flowers and it was, it was such a celebration. And I'm watching this from my bed and the tears were, I just could not stop crying. I felt so helpless. Everybody that I worked with who was trying to expose one coin at the time, we just felt so helpless, but this was the but, and, and let's catch I've up with your own personal story. So you put fifteen thousand pounds of your father's money in, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then um, you and your loved ones lost more than fifteen thousand, two hundred yeah. a quarter of a million pounds. How did it go from fifteen thousand pounds to two hundred and fifty thousand pounds? Well, it's, initially it was just, it was close uh, friends and family. Where you, you meet up and you, you said, you know, what have you, what have you been doing? And I, I was so excited. I was so excited. I, I really thought that this was it. You know, I'd put my dad's money in a safe place and it would just grow in value like Bitcoin at the time. And at that time in 2016, Bitcoin, I think, was sitting about $350. And so you saw it. You saw the growth of Bitcoin. And um, I, I, I was that excited about it. And so I would speak about it. And um, and that's word of mouth, really. It's be- because you're so excited. And this happened time and time again. Did you make point. any extra money in terms of convincing yeah. your friends or family into investing yeah. in it? Yeah, because there was two sides to one coin. One was the investor side. And the other was if you wanted to do the MLM side. Yeah, the multi-level to- marketing, which yes. is... Oh. I've always thought, which is a huge scam, although this is a double scam because it was oh. a criminal enterprise. Yes, it was. And um, so so for me, they asked me when I first invested money, do you want to just invest or do you want to do the asset? I just want to invest. But of course, when you're speaking to people and family and friends, they want to invest. They join a webinar and that's how it went. And they felt like it for me, the way that I did. Um so the money that I made from that one, they didn't, there was a side of the MLM side. If I had said I wanted to do the MLM, they would have put me into a, a structure that Ruja created that, that worked off of commissions. 
I didn't. I went on to the investment. What did you do before your father died? What was your, did you have a career? What what was your work? Well, before I took ill with um, CFS, I was, so my client, it was a business for sales and marketing. If, If an IT client came on board that had a product they wanted to sell or market or they wanted to connect with other uh, businesses I was the middle person that's what I did so you've always been so, in sales of tech tech products of one kind yeah. or another. so for you this wasn't oh, yeah. that foreign no it, it wasn't foreign but with my illness I, I just I just it just didn't appeal to me I just wanted to put my dad's money which I thought at the time how ironic is that in a safe place and that's that's all I wanted to do but it it didn't work out so because they didn't place me on a um, network marketing commission side of things, um, the commissions I earned was one thousand eight hundred euros for that for the the total of the the quarter of a million, and um, I put that back into one coin. I invested it in more. Packaging. So you lost everything. So the the real story of Devil's Coin is not that you lost all your money because you were unfortunately like many other people who didn't understand what was happening. But how you fought back, um, mm-hmm. uh, one review described you, or the, your, your publisher describes you as um, a teenage mother, a young grandmother, and a modern-day Erin Brockovich. Erin Brockovich was on the show actually a couple of years ago talking about um, her initiatives on the water crisis in the environment. Do you think of yourself as a public figure in terms of your fight against one coin as being like Erin Brockovich? I, you know, I, I, when I first heard it, I was, I was actually, I was quite blown away with that, that line. Um, but well, it's around publisher it, saying it, so it's sort of marketing. Yeah, yeah. But and I, when I started writing the book, I, I was, I was too busy fighting for a cause for justice and, and 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 that's all I focused on. So I d- I just saw myself, and I still see myself as a victim who, who's fighting for justice in behalf of other victims. I have an opportunity to do that, and I've, that's what I've been doing for seven years. So it's just for me, it's heads down and get on with what I need to do. I, I I'm I'm honoured that um that I've, that that quote's been given and um you know the but the fight is real andrew it's it's been a it's been hellish but the Absolutely. money um jen the money is gone uh gone. according yeah. to jamie at least he suspects that ignatova is is probably now in russia and may have always been associated with uh, the dark web. He's an expert also on the dark web, and yeah. perhaps even see, uh, Putin's secret police. I mean, what can you do? Yeah. You can't. You can't find the money again. These are all international criminals on the run. Ignatova mm. and her friends and family. Mm. Well, what what we can do now is um, I'm, I'm delighted to see that finally, after seven years, we now have a legal representation. And um, I hope to make an announcement soon. I can't say too much. We're strategies where we're going forward. Um, these are criminals, and and you know they they go and hide their money pretty quick, and they can do that. So uh, we'll just see how this how this really. But the money's what, been. What, what I'm happens. guessing, Jen, that the money's been spent probably in casinos. 
yeah, uh, on cars and fancy homes. I mean, it, it's not as if you're going to find the money. And no, if you do, no, it would be in Russia or, or, or somewhere else where you're not going to be able to get it back. No, there, there are places where we can do something about it. I just can't say at the moment, Andrew, because I don't want to... How much uh, was lost? I mean, in overall terms, how much did... Uh, did the one coin scam? How much did it steal from people? Well, the the FBI, uh, well, the USA, have, have said four billion, but that was only a short period of time. That four was billion. Before, yeah, that's it's much more than that. Um, that was that was a, a short period of time before momentum hit here in the UK and worldwide. So, um, I, in the book, interview, and in, when I was interviewing for the book, I interviewed a lot of. Uh, one coin whistleblowers who worked internally and very close with Ruja. And their quotes were coming back. Um, I initially thought it was 15 billion, but they said uh, if, if you go closer to 27 billion, you'll be more at the true figure. 27 billion, that yeah. was what was stolen. And, and in terms of responsibility here, I mean, obviously, anyone who put their money in has a degree of responsibility because it, it, it seemed too good to be true. And when something seems too good to be true, it usually is. Mm. Who else is responsible? Um, governments, organizations, yeah. the crypto community? Who can we point to in terms of learning not to get sucked into one of these scams again in the in, future? In terms of learning, um, I think different industries have to come together and work together because these fraudsters... Um, are a hundred? They're not just ten. They're a hundred steps in front, and nobody is talking. The authorities aren't speaking. The financial authorities, police authorities, um, the tech community, blockchain. Tech, you know, the, nobody is talking to one another. There's nobody to support these victims. And what what I'm seeing over the last seven years since OneCoin is there's so many copycat OneCoin frauds out there, and what they're doing is they're, they're doing the same setup as Ruja did in one coin, but they're closing it quicker. And where does victims have for support? Well, who do they have? Where do they go to? Who takes them serious? Their lives are absolutely devastated. I've lost count of how many victims I spoke to, not just from one coin, from other crypto. So, Jen, why should... I'm talking to you from Silicon Valley... Oh, most, the vast majority of people, you may not like them, but they're not criminals. They're not fraudsters. Um, they sell dreams, perhaps, but at least illegal dreams. They might say, well, what's this got to do with us? This was just an international fraud. Uh, it has nothing really to do with crypto. It was one major criminal ring. Why should the tech community care about this? They should care very much about it because uh, if that if that money had went into other legitimate cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin, then you know it would have, have done their industry. Instead, it's got a black cloud hanging over it, mm. and it's it's not getting good publicity whatsoever because nothing was done. It went on for years and years and years, and nobody worked together. How can we stop it? It's through learning. It's through teaching, and everybody has to work together. That's the way I view it. With even this is worldwide. It's not just one country. It's worldwide. Even the fraud fraud industry, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do either. And it's time to make changes. We need to make changes. 
the what, what kind of changes thought. would you institutional changes I mean, people are always going to be selling stuff online. Uh, Jamie's written about the dark web. You can't shut that down. There are always going to be get-rich schemes, promises by criminals like uh, Ignatova and her associates. How can you shut that down? You have, you have to, we have to start talking. But you have to start um, speaking to one another. The, 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 we, it can't go on like this. I have so many victims I've spoke to, Andrew Worldwide, who are suicidal and victims who have committed suicide. They have lost everything. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. And, and, well, you say it's and not good enough. I, I, yeah, I, Obviously, these are tragedies for the individuals and one's heart goes out to them. But when you say it's not good enough, who are you speaking to? Governments? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm speaking to everyone. I'm speaking to the tech community, the blockchain community, the authorities, the uh, financial authorities, police authorities, fraud authorities, and the blockchain and cryptocurrency community. Look, it starts from education, and nobody is talking to one another. Nobody is helping these victims who've lost their entire life savings and families are being ripped apart. It's cruel. And um, I just think change is needed and how how that happens well time will tell but they need to start speaking to one another because nobody is uh jen at the beginning i talked about sam bankman fried and his mm. ftx criminal enterprise do you um connect that sort of crime sam bankman fried and all these uh, promises of, of 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 crypto investment which turned into fraud do you attach that do you do you think that sam bankman fried and his type are comparable with ruja ignatova or are they separate kinds of crimes i haven't really uh, researched that you know with sam i haven't I haven't done that so I, I wouldn't like to comment until i had andrew but um i, I think it's important that um ruja ruja wasn't a one-off and she still isn't so it's, it's never it isn't going to end what, what are your, what's your what's your sense of who she is or was and where she is now? I think that she's a very was then and still is now a very clever woman. Yeah, um, that goes without saying. Anyone yeah, who can steal twenty seven billion is clever. Yeah, yeah, she's a very very clever woman. I think that um, I don't believe there's been some articles out from Bulgaria that. Um, she has been chopped up and thrown in the sea. Well, I don't believe that um, with the information I've, I've had over the years. Um, personally, I believe that Bulgaria is still a very safe place for us. She pays protection money um, to be safe there and has done for years. The OneCoin office is still open, Sophia. It's still very much open for business. And also she had, you know, she's 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 got her ways to get to Dubai as well. And, and she's very connected to Russia as well. So I, w- I would she say... Isn't she an international criminal? If she travels on her own passport, wouldn't she be arrested if she no. flew from... I was just in Bulgaria a couple of months ago. If she flies from Bulgaria to uh, to Dubai and, and isn't Interpol or the international police, wouldn't they yeah. be able to arrest her in Bulgaria? Is yeah, there any well, proof no. that she's actually in Bulgaria or that's just your sense? No, that, well, initially what I've wrote about in the book, um, a whistle, a, a whistleblower, a Bulgarian whistleblower had said 
um, to me that, you know, she's been there a lot, but that was a couple of years ago, but um, that was the safest place for her to be um, because in book, she pays protection money um, and that includes protection from authorities and, and so be it. She also has, she has many passports and she has a diplomatic passport for the UAE as well and she has ties to shipping and, and, and all of this. So, yeah, either she's in Dubai, she's in one of the places, she's alive for sure. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't doubt that. You seem to have got under these people's skin. They were, you've had mm. death threats, uh, yeah. uh, lots of, uh, lots of death threats for exposing the scheme. You had to cancel your, your Devil Coin book tour after death threats. What kind of threats are you getting, Jen? Um, just going to end your life. It's, it's, it's been um, continuous. I did get a break for about two years there. I didn't have any. Um, but just, you know, what, what they're going to do to you. It's, it's graphic. And then also the sexual violence threats, the legal defamation threats that first came from Ruja when I first started to expose one coin. Um, but this time when I had to, it was just last week, cancel all the the launch events here in Scotland, I was advised not to go ahead with it. Um, there was a security risk that flagged up and, and I, I did take it very serious. And it, it, it broke my heart. It, it, why, it, it why, broke. Would, why would people want to uh, take you on, given that everybody knows now about the crypto queen and the scam? No one's, uh, is OneCoin still going? Are people still yeah. investing in it? Yeah, it's still open for business in Bulgaria. The head office is still there. They're still targeting um, the vulnerable and the poor from different all around the world. It's not stopped. And um, Rouge's mother is still heading it. And so, Bulgaria is, of course, part of the EU. Has the EU got involved with this? No, not yet. Not yet. And... Um, there's loads, lots of questions to be asked, but it's still open for business. And what I was told by that whistle, one of the whistle uh, Bulgarians um, said, whistleblowers had said, as long as she continues to pay money, that a lot of money, the offices will stay, remain open. So that's where we're at with it just now. So... You've done a, a brave, good job speaking out, revealing what happened, acknowledging your own blindness, perhaps even stupidity in investing in this thing. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself? You have a quote in the book that you are um, a changed person. Um, uh, Ruja, you, you wrote, it kidnapped my life and I was a changed person, still caring and concerned for others. But I was much more cynical, acutely aware of life's dark side and finding it almost impossible to trust others. Uh, these bastards made people lose their lives, get sick, become hopeless, and then took off with all they had without regret or even a glance at their victims who were nothing but a commodity. What, what have you most learned about all this process? I've learned that um, if I could turn the hands of time back, how, how dearly I would love to. Um, I've, I've learned that I was so naive way back then and now that I'm not I've been woken up to a lot of darkness and 
you know, I don't even like watching criminal crime movies or, or things like that. I, I, I don't do that. But yet here I am in the midst of one and, and it literally felt Andrew Luke walking through a sliding door one day in Entern Hill. And that's what it's felt like. This is this is a he- this has been a hellish journey. It's been a hellish fight for justice and uh, it's a hellish, heinous and cruel fraud. Um, so the for book me, is The Devil's be... Coin. It's your first book. What did you learn about writing books? I know you tweeted about the process, that you've, you've learned a lot about that too. Um, is the book business at least in some ways refreshing? It's not comparable to one coin, is it? No, it's not. It is, it is refreshing and, and also very supportive. Um, my publishers have been outstanding. Um, what I did find, what, which I wasn't expecting, was the publishing, the legal side of, of things in the publishing process. I, I, I found that very frustrating, and the legals in the book were immense. I, I was told, um, I worked on the book with a co-author, Douglas Thompson, um, outstanding author and he became a great friend but he said to me Jen I haven't seen anything like this you know before and the many books that he published he hadn't seen legals like it it was it was that was a tough time um, but we got through it and we worked through the challenges of that so yeah it was it was a great day um, the publishing day it was such a relief to finally say the book is finally here yeah. Well, we got something good out of this terrible we scam, did, yeah. uh, Devil's Coin, by uh, Jennifer McAdam, my battle to take down the notorious one coin crypto queen. It's a central reading for people interested in these horrible crypto scams and schemes and, 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 and crimes. Uh, I want to thank you so much, uh, Jen, Jennifer McAdam. Uh, and I want to also thank Liberties, our new sponsor on Keenon, the quarterly journal of culture and politics uh, all my guests jen who are on the show are going to get a complimentary annual subscription uh so you'll be getting that in the post and it will give you something interesting to read um as you think about uh, your next options maybe another book certainly no more investing in uh, one coin i hope jen certainly not andrew and um, thank you for inviting me on i really do appreciate it